It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com and also on Apple Podcasts. And today is Sunday, January 10th, 2021, and I'm psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell. I hope that you're all staying safe wherever you are and that you enjoy our first show of 2021. And it is amazing because it's been snowing here all day in Austin, Texas. I think it's just now stopping and we actually have accumulation. I have never, I've been living here 18 years and I've never seen this much snow in Austin um, since I've been, we've had some snow usually at night but nothing like this and nothing during the day. It's beautiful. It reminds me of back home in New York and, uh, and it'll be nice. It'll be 70 degrees later in the week. (laughs) And I hope that wherever you are, you're staying safe and warm and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment is here to make the show run smoothly so that we can bring you some great information and entertainment. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined live from Alberta, Canada by inspirational speaker, certified Maxwell coach, and best-selling author Paula Hopwood. And Paula will discuss her book, Messages in My Mind, and her journey and the lessons of hope, love, and transformation that she learned from leaving the trauma of abuse and some of her near-death experiences. And then later in the program, our producer, Art, of Accomplice Entertainment, will join us on this side of the microphone to talk about music in 2021. And along the way, I'll say a few things about bringing passion into this new normal of the new year. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guest, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guest. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with any information and important links from, you know, important website links from that we talk about on the program will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blog talk radio, that's B-L-O-G talk com slash your golden years. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcasts. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous programs and read, find out more about my book and 
everything else that we're doing at uh, Dr. Mara Carpell, um, carpell.com. And you can also hear all of the previous programs for the last seven years. We're now on our seventh anniversary on Blog Talk Radio and the ninth anniversary of having a show altogether. Um, you can hear all the Blog Talk Radio programs at blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And also all of those are on Apple Podcasts. And for upcoming programs, to find out any new information, any other events, blogs that post, etc., be sure to follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. This program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And we're going to take a brief break, um, but don't go anywhere. It's going to be very brief. And when we come back, we'll be joined from Alberta, Canada, by Paula Hopwood to talk about lessons of hope, love, and transformation. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from Alberta, Canada, we have Paula Hopwood, inspirational speaker, certified Maxwell coach, and best-selling author. Good afternoon, I'm, Paula. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Um, just to just a little reminder, there's a little there's a two second delay when we talk like this, so we just want to keep that in mind. It could trip us up otherwise. Um, how are things up there in Alberta? We're 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 enjoying the snow that we never get here in Austin, but I'm sure you're constantly getting snow up there. I live in the mountains, and I usually do have a lot of snow, but this year we don't have much, so I think you've got it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's a little, this year is a little topsy-turvy in every way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so thank you for joining us. And, and, you know, before we get into talking about the the topic, maybe you can give our listeners just a brief um summary of your background okay yeah i used to live a very toxic life very abusive life and um you know filled with abusive relationships and probably the worst one was with myself and 
I, I ended up having a, a near-death experience and changing everything in my life. And it led me on a journey of, of discovery. Um, and in that discovery and healing, I also, you know, did a lot of trainings and certifications and really just totally turned my whole life around. And, and that's what I'm excited to talk about is because it can happen. And I know there was a time in my life where I thought it couldn't happen. And and I'm living proof that it can happen. Mhm. Mhm. So, um, maybe we can talk about that. Like, you know, I know that "Messages in Your Mind" was uh, a book of poetry that you were writing along your journey. Um, maybe you can you can talk about that. Well, what what was that journey like? What what got you to this place of of joy and light? when you were in such a dark place before? Yeah, like I said, I had a a near-death experience, and I learned in that experience, like just all of a sudden these truths came to me, like I'm not made for abuse, you know, and I saw how how wonderful we all are. Uh, The white light, you know, is that love energy. And when I came out of that, I decided to change my life. And a curious thing happened. Uh, my whole life I've heard what I call the voice. And I knew that if, if I listen to the voice, good things happen. And if I don't listen to the voice, bad things happen, right? It's kind of like people call it intuition or that God voice or whatever you call it. And so after my near-death experience, the voice started waking me up every every night at 3, 4 a.m. And it would give me words. I would hear words, and I'd write down words on the papers. And uh, I began, I didn't write down every message, but I wrote down quite a few. And it led me out of that darkness. It led me out of that abuse. And it led me right into abundance and love and peace and joy. And I always knew one day that I would put these messages in a book. And I knew the name would be Messages in My Mind because I was hearing it in my mind, right? And so I... The book is about, well, I started writing the messages about 20 years ago. And so the book is from back then, and it spans over about 14 years. It's it's not a big book. Like I said, I didn't write down every message. But what it is mm-hmm. is uh, a little introduction, uh, you know, setting it up like what I just said. And then every page has a different message on it. And, you know, it, it really builds self-love. It builds peace and confidence. Um, you know, it's truth hope, love, it really builds that up. And these messages turned my life around. And then at the end of the book, I wrote down three major lessons uh, that I pulled out of that time in the author's update section. And that was um, the three major lessons are surrender, uh, to surrender. Like Mm -hmm. in order to give up my old ways of thinking, I had to give them up, right? I had to be willing Mm -hmm. to let go. And so it's kind of like taking the garbage out is how I viewed it. And and so I realized I had to surrender how I had been if I wanted to be a different way. And then another lesson was life is for me because before I used to think that life happened to me, right? Why does this always happen? Mm-hmm. Why does that always happen? And then I learned that life happens for us in that time in in hearing these messages that everything happens for us and to look for the message, to look for the look for the lesson in it, right? Because there's always something in there for us. And then a third lesson that I pulled out of this time is what I allow will continue. And interesting thing Mm. about that 
is, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. What I allow will continue. And I began to see how my part had played out because we can't control anybody else or any situations, but what we can do is control our way of thinking. And so what I allow will continue really showed me how I can change my thinking and and think positively, right? I had the choice mm-hmm. to think positively, and I would stand in my kitchen and I would think, okay, if you think the way that you've always thought, you're going to get what you always got. And I would turn around and face the other direction, and I would say, okay, i got to think the opposite of that, right? Because what I allow uh-huh. will continue, right? <laughs> so I would physically uh-huh. stand there and turn, and, and that's how I got through that time, just literally step by step. So I'm so excited. You know, I I took the, the notes, I put it together, I got a... Uh, did a cover fo- photo for it. The cover of the book is actually my boots. It's my cowboy boots. I was writing a speech one day out on my trampoline. I had just ridden my horse. And I put my mm-hmm. boots up against the sky and took the picture. And so that's actually my boots on the cover. And uh-huh. it's like this book is just so full of, well, of what helped lead me out of everything, right, and into this abundance and stuff. And I, about five years ago, I took it to a publisher and we had a bunch of problems and I left them. And then I had a bunch of more problems trying to get it out on my own. Always knew this book was going to come out at the right time. And apparently December 8th, 2020 was the right time (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it just went smoothly and it all came out and it went to bestseller and then number one bestseller and then international bestseller. I'm hearing feedback from people saying that, you know, it's a catalyst for change in their life. It's like a light switch is going on in them. And, yeah, people are handing it out to others. And I couldn't be more happy because these messages changed my life. And to have it go out and help others, well, that's just, like, uh, that just is so beautiful. Yeah, that that really is beautiful. I mean, I think it seems to me that when we go through really rough times in our life and darkness that the we can turn it into something purposeful when we can use our journey to help other people, right? Yes, definitely. And that's what it's mm-hmm. uh that's what it's about now. I'm sharing this, I'm sharing my life, I share my stories to help others, to inspire, to empower Maybe they can make some shortcuts, right? So, uh-huh. hey, right. Bang my head against the wall enough times, right? So. Uh huh. They don't have to go through the whole, the whole thing. They can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, um, I was really struck by the when the 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 messages that you wrote about how you were like a butterfly flapping its wings. That really resonated with me. The beautiful butterfly, it's time to take flight. Write your stories, sing your songs, share your heart, rise above the garbage that tries to bring you down. So it it seems like it's really more than, I mean, it's the, the way that you think has to change first, right? Yes. But it seems like the messages are, are, are more than just the thought, but about changing action right yes uh, i actually that's like i don't write poetry and that one specifically sounds like poetry the one that you just read um i Mm -hmm. remember the day that one came in and it was just i just heard these words in my head and yeah so there is thoughts changing that sometimes 
you know, the messages will call out and ask me to take action. That's kind of cool because somebody I know bought the book and she sent me a message and she said that she kept hearing as she read the book, this is for you, this is for you, do this, do this. And she's highlighting the book. She actually wrote my first review on, on the book on Amazon. And um, so she's got it all highlighted and underlined because she's like, this is for me too. And I'm like, that's it exactly, right? This mm-hmm. is universal knowledge and it's it's about, yes, changing, shifting our mind, you know, having that mind shift. It's about taking the actions, having building up that courage and self-confidence these these messages build so much love within within me and within others who read it so uh, i'm pretty excited about that right right so yeah i mean i think it's really important that part of it the action part right because i think people i think sometimes people expect that just changing changing the way that they thought is is actually very key but it's not the only part of it. Like you can't just stay in the situa- in a bad situation with positive thoughts. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think <laughs> that's why I felt I needed to add those three lessons in the back of the book too because those really summed it up and, and really hit home, you know, that, mm-hmm. that when our thoughts change and, and we change, that means everything in our life changes. That means if you're thinking these thoughts and, and you've changed into the beautiful butterfly, you know. Um, it means you're not going to allow yourself to crawl around on the ground anymore in all the mud and the mire and, you know, getting stuck and having people step all over you, right? It, right. it means you're the beautiful butterfly, and it's time to act like one because you are one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, that really hit me, too, when you that third lesson where you um, – you know, what I allow will continue. So that's really about action. But, you know, I'm if I know that I'm a beautiful butterfly, then I'm not going to allow people to treat me any other way. Right? Yeah. 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 You know, I had a lot of people in my life, I had this twisted thought that I had to make people happy. Like I was mm-hmm. everybody's happiness guru or something. I don't know. But it was my responsibility, those people that were abusing me, to make them happy. And when I heard that in my head, what I allow will continue, um, I just changed everything because I saw that by trying to make these other people happy, I couldn't do that. Happiness comes from within, you know. And by allowing that treatment in my life and the treatment of myself, like I said, I was the biggest abuser of all because I kept myself in those situations, right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't taking action to leave them. And so when that when that came into my my head, what I allow will continue. It was incredible because I began to see my part in it that I didn't have to be a part of. That I could change for the future uh, when things would come up. And yeah, surely I started to change things, and I didn't allow you know people to yell at me or call me names or you know blame mm-hmm. me for things. You know stuff like that, right? And, and right. I was the beautiful butterfly. I just flew away. <laughs> you know, right, just, exactly. Just you don't away. have to stick around. <laughs> you can't change another <laughs> got wings now. behavior. That you can, <laughs> right. You can't change the, what somebody else does, but you can walk away. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I think, you know, I think that your message is really powerful for women, especially, because 
I said, what you just said, whether you're in a, you know, what we would call an abusive situation or not, women tend to allow things um, that are abusive because we're trained from a young age that we are supposed to make everybody around us feel comfortable. That's our job. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's on us to make people feel, you know, to be sweet and don't, you know, don't say anything that's going to rock the boat and just, you know, um, if, if you don't have something good to say, then don't say it. Uh, that, that kind of message rather than stand, you know, if you stand up for yourself, then you're seen as, you know, bossy and, you know, un quote unquote unladylike. So, I think it's really important for for that message for all women, no matter the situation that you know that we we have we can't will be treated the way that we allow ourselves to be treated, yeah, and also the way that we want to respond instead of react. And that was a big thing mm-hmm. for me with the what I allow will continue is I wanted to change my life. So I wanted to respond and not react. I didn't want to be reacting anymore. So I wanted to respond from a place of love. And that started with me, right? So mm-hmm. and I remember that, that, that what I allow will continue as I began to – I'm an analyzer, <laughs> so I analyze uh-huh. everything. As I began to analyze it and realizing, okay – well, this is my part in it, and how can I have this come from a place of love instead of a place of anger or hurt or whatever, right? Come from a place of love for myself and the situation. And honestly, when when I looked at the people, you know, that were, that, you know, might say something or do something to me or whatever, these were people I loved, you know? And mm-hmm. so I didn't want them acting like that. That can't make them feel good, and it certainly doesn't make me feel good. And especially when I was abusing myself, you know, telling myself I was worthless or, you know, I couldn't do this or whatever, the things I used to tell myself, because there was a big long list of them. And I began Uh to look at that and say, that's not coming from a place of love and what I allow will continue. So if I keep continuing thinking these toxic thoughts, I'm going to keep attracting toxic situations and and negative and, and stuff. So I began to tell myself, you know, that how lovely I am. And, and meanwhile, I'm getting these messages like the beautiful butterfly message, right, and stuff, and, and that was supporting me. And I just think that we all need support. These messages all came out. I, I wrote them all down before I ever had the Internet. I had no Internet. I had no computer. They were just things I heard in my head, right? And mm-hmm. so that was my support that I had back then. And, and it was amazing because as soon as I started to feed myself love, you know, hope, peace, that's what I began, you know, I guess that's saying you are what you eat. I just said I began to feed myself that. So uh-huh. you are what you eat. So what I allow right. will continue. I started to be peace, hope, and love, you know, and transformation. Mm-hmm. And it just, it totally changed my whole life around. So, you brought up a good point. I'm just going to ask. I know that, it, you know, it might be hard to discuss in just a few minutes, but <laughs> it's a big question. How do you do that in terms of, you know, turning around 
anger at, you know, that you might feel that might be justified based on, you know, being treated poorly by another person or other people, how do you turn that around to taking care of yourself while also responding from a place of love rather than anger? My journey in turning that around, because, of course, I had really negative thoughts towards people that were, in my opinion, mistreating me. We'll put it that way. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I was sexually molested when I was five years old by a 15-year-old babysitter. And mm-hmm. I used to think of him as the monster, right? And when I was going through all this, it started to come up, and I, my memories were coming up, and I was dealing with it. And at first I was scared, and I was upset, and I was angry, and it wasn't fair, and how dare he, you know? And I realized it was eating me alive. You know, it was causing all sort of self-sabotaging behaviors in me. And again, I thought, what I allow will continue, right? So I had this idea one day of looking at him not as a monster, but as a human being. And I remember him, and we lived in Edmonton, Alberta at the time, and he would come home from school and go straight in his house, and we'd hear a whole bunch of yelling, and all the kids on the block would be outside playing, but he wasn't allowed outside. And I remember, Mm -hmm. you know, being sad for him, you know, he was a very unhappy person. And so as I looked back at that, I thought, okay, this person who did this to me, yes, he did it to me, but what made him think he could do it to me? You know, what was going on in his life? And I began to see him as a human being who was hurt, you know, a 15-year-old teenager, um, and he was hurt, you know. So mm-hmm. I forgave him, and then I forgave myself for thinking of him as a monster, for for a whole bunch of other things. Like, like you said, this is short, so that we could go on for hours about this one. But right. <laughs> the lessons I learned in that, it set me free from so much torment, so much anger. Um, you know, it set me free from so much that I began to apply them to other people, and I applied them to myself, too. I kind of would take a step out of my situation and kind of view it like I was watching a TV program or something, right? And I would look at, you know, the person and maybe what's going on in their life or maybe, you know what, I was just trying to survive in my world. Maybe they're just trying to survive in theirs, right? And Mm -hmm. I would forgive and truly forgive. And I found the power of forgiveness was really setting myself free and just sort of step by step, uh, I began to seek out, like, memories where I'd been hurt, I'd been done wrong, you know, and I'd held on to it my whole life. And, you know, I laugh about it now, but I'll tell you something, it used to eat me up, right? Mm-hmm. But somebody done me wrong, and I'd go back in my memories, and I would see them from a different angle, and I would see myself from a different angle, just trying to survive. Two people trying to survive in their environments, right, and not seeing mm-hmm. eye to eye, and then I would forgive forgive, 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 and you know what, move forward with love, and I just sort of just put love into all of that. When I began to see people, you know, that it wasn't happening to me, but it was happening for me, I realized that lesson of happening for me was a lesson of love, and and just to flow mm-hmm. that in. Interesting thing happened, by the way. As I was doing this, I began to notice that my relationships with people coming into my life, instead of attracting people that would abuse me, I was attracting people that were supporting me. Um, Mm. My relationships got better. My thoughts got better. My life got better. You know, like everything just got better. 
and I didn't realize that was going to happen, but it did, <laughs> you know, and it was uh-huh. pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just a matter of going in, and, you know, and it all started with one of the biggest ones in my life, you know, and just truly seeing him for who he was and myself, accepting and mm-hmm. surrendering those negative thoughts and seeing it, you know, through the eyes of love and forgiving. Um, it's not like I haven't made mistakes, and I haven't made big colossal mistakes, you know, like that, but, you know, um, things happen, and people are just trying to survive, and they're hurt, and, and that included me. And so mm-hmm. forgiveness, flowing love into it, just really set me free. What I allow will continue. I can't say that one right. enough, can I? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really powerful. That's really, really powerful. Um and I think combining that forgiveness was also knowing that you can leave a bad situation. Yes. If, you know, you don't have you can forgive, but not 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 keep putting yourself around those people who are hurtful. Exactly. What I allow will continue. I mean, I seriously apply that to everything. And so, you know, even recently, I walked away from a toxic situation. I I love this person dearly. But I I have to put my own safety, my own self first. It doesn't matter what they say or do or anything. They're trying to survive in their own environment. That's fine. Send them love. That does not mean Mm -hmm. I need to interact with them, you know. It doesn't mean I hate them. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means I recognize them for who they are and I accept them and I love them. But I accept and love myself, right? And there's no way I'm going to put myself in that situation. That's what I say is all my relationships started to improve and when I'd find myself in these situations, pretty soon my my the way that I would handle them would change too. It was like my brain was getting retrained, right? So uh-huh. coming from coming from my heart, coming from love, instead of coming from, you know, the way I'd been trained in fear and manipulation and, and all that yuckiness. I don't even like to go in it, but <laughs> you know Right. 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 I think yeah, I mean that's I wish we could go on. I want. I want. Would love to have you come back because those are those two right there are like so powerful. That you know to be able to forgive and not carry that weight of of anger and hate with you, but also at the same time say you know, but I love myself and I I don't need to be around the situation that continues to be toxic. So yeah. it's not one or the other. It's both together. Yeah. So in the couple of minutes that we have left, I, I would like to hear about your coaching practice and what you do with your coaching. Oh, sure. Uh, well, like I said, I have a bunch of trainings underneath my belt, lots of tools in my belt, plus my own natural abilities, right? And I found myself um, coaching people, mentoring people, and just really started to go with it. And so basically what I do is I help people to leave behind what the world has taught them and to embrace their truth. You know, uh, media, schools, you know, anybody in your life that's taught you programming, conditioning, you know, you think you have to act a certain way, be a certain way, you know, and it's just not, it's just not, you know, something in you that you just don't like about that anymore. I help people to release that and, and get that truth in them, you know, what is it, that love going in them. 
and you know we we go through a couple different processes and i like to call it a three-step process and uh yeah it is amazing how quick the transformation happens and i as i've gone into this really deep i'm like okay this is why i came to earth <laughs> you know this is uh-huh. why i was born right <laughs> uh-huh. yeah I, yeah it's amazing because i've had people who've carried deep deep wounds for 40 50 years release it in one session and wow. i'm just so happy and then you know i check in on them you know other sessions to see how they're doing and stuff and it's gone like and they say that oh it's just gone it's gone it's not even there anymore and i'm like cool you know because wow. that's the way it should be we don't need to be weighed down by all this negative stuff and we can just let it go and we can heal from it and the way that i look at it it's kind of like as if you had a seed planted in you that was negative. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I was planted with, you know, self-sabotage and everything from the babysitter molesting me, and I thought I was no good. So if you take out where that seed got put in, the negative seed, you take that out, remove it, and plant in a positive seed of love, something else will grow, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. that's my coaching practice. Is uh, It's it's not even... Um, um, I was going to say it's not even practice. I should call it a coaching doing. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> coaching yeah, done. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's all virtual, right? So people listening here in the U.S. and other parts of the world, they can they can have coaching from you, right? Yeah, I have clients all over the world. Actually, I was using Zoom before COVID, and uh, so I've been online for three years now working with people, and uh, not a problem. All you need is access to the Internet or a phone. Okay, okay. So if people are interested in finding out about your coaching practice and about you and about this book and the other books that you've written, um, what's the best way that they can do that? Uh, probably the best way is go to paulahopwood.com, and you know there's the information on there, and it's 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 being updated right now too. But you can send me a message on the contact form. Um, you know, there's a couple different things in there. You can sign up for different things on the website, and uh, but that would be the best way. My email address is on there. Send me an email. So um, paulahopwood.com is probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Okay, great. And I'm going to post that on my website post about this show later tonight. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. I would love to have you come back and talk about, you know, some of the other things that you have have written about. Yeah, I would love to come back for sure. And thank you for having me. All right. And thank you so much. And and stay warm up there in Alberta. (laughs) Yeah, you stay warm there and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You All right. take care and happy new year. And we'll be in Thank touch. You. Happy okay. New Year. <laughs> bye. Thanks. Right. Bye bye. All right. We're gonna take a brief break. Um, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpell.com. And so before we go to art to talk about music in 2021, I want to spend a few minutes um, just touching on it, and, and we'll continue into the next few weeks talking about bringing passion into this new year. And I know I've been talking for a while about, you know, finding reconnecting to our passion during a pandemic and everything that's going on in the world. And now we're in a new year, and we're still in the midst of a pandemic and a lot of crazy stuff here in the United States, um, a lot of upheaval and um, stress and people not getting along. And so I think it's really challenging. Um, you know, every year around this time, I, I tend to talk about, you know, what are your resolutions? What are your goals? What, what do you want in the new year? Um, making an inventory of the year before and what do you what do you want to keep going and what do you want to change what goals did you not achieve blah 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 it all seems kind of irrelevant right now because it's you know i think everybody expected that when 2020 ended and 2021 began that changing of the calendar year everything would change i mean I don't know if people really expected it. I think maybe it was a wish and a hope, but it's not really realistic because we know that time is just the, it's just the concept. It doesn't really, it's not really reality that, you know, we're in the midst of the pandemic. It wasn't just going to go away because it's a new year. In fact, we brought the, not only brought the pandemic into the new year, but it's the worst that it's been since it started in March of 2020. So it's kind of difficult to spend time thinking about what do I want for the new year? (laughs) And obviously 2020 was a very different year. So taking an inventory of that, it's it's almost like, you know, let's put that behind us and not think about it. Um, But I do want to think about it. And I want to think about what were some of the positive lessons from a negative time. I mean, Paula just talked about very dark time leading her into a journey of transformation of joy um, into a life of joy. And so I think we can take that dark time and even and take that dark time and the lessons we learn to use it right now while we're still going through a difficult time so that when we come out the other end of this, 
we we it wasn't wasted that there was actually something positive a positive transformation that we can get from it and i i think it's not going to be exactly the same for everybody and so i i encourage you if you're listening to this um you know whenever you have a chance in the near future to sit down and write down you know i talked about how sometimes writing the negative first helps us to get to the positive so write down all the things that that really were upsetting to you and the losses and the grief and all of that get all of that out no censor and then start to think about what you're grateful for during this time um you know are do you have good health is your family okay do you have a roof over your head um do you have food to eat i mean that's those are the basics to start with and are there other things that you might have gotten from it um some people have talked about how they finally had their family together they all um quarantined together and stayed together during during this time um and so even though it was very difficult they will always remember time that they had together um so start to think about some of those things that you are grateful for because i think that the number one lesson for me and maybe you many of you will feel the same way the number one lesson in all of this has been gratitude that even though this is a dark time for all of us it's a difficult time or at least for most of us that my situation might not be as bad, is not as bad as it could have been right that uh, what do i have what do i still have in my life what am i grateful for what blessings came into my life cause of this time what is some of the silver lining um i'm grateful that now i can work from home and maybe this will continue even when the pandemic ends just like paula said she's been doing zoom since before the pandemic she'll do it after the pandemic ends and it gives her the ability to reach out to people all over the world so now it sort of forced me to do that to be on virtual and i would like to continue to do that and i think that i'll be able to so that's a positive right um i'm glad that i was you know that i'm lucky that i was able to keep working as difficult as things were you know what are some of the things that you feel grateful for um and i think that another um lesson was what um what are the things you know we gave up a lot during this past year things that we thought that we could not do without and somehow we made it without them so what are the things that you really don't need in your life i mean you know before the pandemic started we were talking about people running around just busy all the time and too busy and feeling overwhelmed with all the things they were doing and now we had to suddenly stop still that just stop in our tracks 
So now when we get back to life after the pandemic, what can you leave behind and not start getting yourself getting busy with again so that you do have those spaces, you do have that time to actually go within and figure out what you really want to be doing rather than things that you somehow felt that you had to do, but now you realize you don't have to do. So I think that's another lesson from this year. And I think right now to, con- to really connect to our passion, we need to connect to our compassion. And I, I, you know, I've taught, I've written about this in my book. I've written blogs about it. I've talked about it many times in this show. But I think compassion is almost like a direct, a direct link to our feeling of purpose and passion in the world. We need to think about ourselves, and we need to think about other people. Have compassion for yourself, and compassion for other people. The question that I asked in my book was, "Can I do today?" to bring light into my life and what can I do today to bring light into the world? So very often when people think of, of living a passionate life, they think of this, this grand scheme of what they're going to do, this big move. And it might be that at some point again, when we could get out into the world, but what's really important And we see it even more clearly now when we can't move around so much and do big things is the day-to-day bringing light into the world, bringing light to ourselves. So what can you do for yourself to nurture yourself and have compassion? And maybe it's as simple and as profound as what Paula was talking about and finding a way to forgive yourself to forgive other people and approach life with love so that you are free to bring joy into your life. And that's big, but it's, it's big and it's, it's something that you can do every day. And then what can you bring into the world? And compassion for the world. So, you know, I was, I found a really good, Um, definition for compassion, you know, I talk about it a lot, and people confuse compassion with empathy. And I found a really good definition right here in this book that I recently purchased, Compassionomics, um, The Revolutionary Scientific Evidence That Caring Makes a Difference. It's written by two doctors, Search on Compassion and Healing in the Medical World. And the difference... um, that they, the way that they define it, the difference between empathy and compassion is empathy is a feeling. So being able to feel what another person might be going through. So that, that helps us to have forgiveness. That helps us to have love, empathy. And it's a prerequisite to compassion. Compassion is actually an action. It's doing something to help someone else. And it can be as simple as calling them on the phone and asking how they're doing. And it can also be this particular time in the world, it can be wearing a mask, even if you yourself 
some reason don't believe that masks work, even though the science said that they said that it does. But, you know, to help you, but we all, we know that masks, when you wear a mask, it protects other people. That is a definite. So wearing a mask is compassion. Wearing a mask is compassion. It's showing compassion that you want to protect everybody you come in contact with when you leave your house. Not going into crowded events. Staying six feet away. Limiting your movement out around people. All of that is compassion because those are actions and those are sacrifices. And they talk in the book about a crisis of compassion, that we're in a crisis of compassion. And and I believe that more than ever right now, that we're in a crisis of compassion, that there's research that shows that in many situations, people do not show compassion. And what they found was the factor that stopped people from showing compassion was when people felt like they didn't have time. Well, now we have all the time in the world, (laughs) and people still don't show compassion, and they think that the other factor is when people feel like they have to make a sacrifice. And even if it's as small as putting a piece of cloth over their mouth and nose, power of that simple sacrifice is tremendous. You can stop yourself from infecting other people calling someone on the phone and asking them how they're feeling. It only takes a few minutes. The research shows that doing something compassionate for other people doesn't just bring light into the world, but the act of bringing light into the world brings light into your life. And again, it is the most direct key to getting to your own passion. When you're feeling like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Every day is the same. The feeling that a lot of people have have said to me, do something compassionate for somebody else. Think compassionate for yourself. But do, you know, both. When you do something compassionate for someone else, you're also bringing light into your own life, and that will give you a purpose for being here every single day, even through the darkest times that we're going through. Okay, so I'm going to talk more about getting to your passion next week and bring in a few other factors. But for now, we're going to go to Art Mendoza, who is the producer of this program of Accomplice Entertainment, and he's going to talk to us about music in 2021. Hey, Art. So. How's it going? All right. Well, you can hear how it's going. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <clears throat> Not much. Just a lot of snow. I've got to go make a snowman after this. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, 20, 2020 was quite a trip. We were supposed to be on South by Southwest, and we had to cancel that, among all the other bands and musicians. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so it was, but it was a good time to either create or just pout. And I'm one that likes to create stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I went ahead and started getting some ideas and 
came up with a couple of things. But before I talk about any of that, just going to say that we have uh, several people that we're going to come bring back and see what they've been doing during this time of hiatus, like Cleve mm-hmm. Hattersley, who's group, and uh, Betty Navas, uh, the Belly Twins from uh, Los Angeles, and Betty Navas is also from Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. uh, some other reasons that will be telling us what they have been doing besides practicing a lot. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the 2021 is going to be very interesting because we're working on a couple of things that we have to finish before we say anything about it, but I think uh, it's going to be a very fast year, and if everybody just pays attention, uh, after the 20th of this month, we'll be able to see if people are going to be progressive or if they're going to be out in the streets creating problems for everybody. So we're all just anxious Mm -hmm. to see how everybody is after the 20th of this month. Like my partner, Larry Cohen, as you know, he's, uh, he's the head of this as quiet as he is in the background, he always has the wisdom since he's been a, a producer for CBS and Sony for so many years and understanding big steps and saying that uh, we really can't do anything till after the 20th. Cause, and it's true. I agree with him. But one thing that mm-hmm. I can tell you that I'm working on is a project that I call uh, Five for Five Dollars. And I'm going to be shooting some artists who are doing five songs and uh, they can also talk about each song, give a, a, a small uh, description of why they wrote the song or what the song's about. And then I'll put it on the Internet so everybody can pay $5 to see the performance and uh, see if I can stimulate some cash that way for the artist. And since, you know, we have a studio here in the house and there's no problem mm-hmm. about having uh, – artists come in here as long as they're perfectly healthy and without any kind of uh, uh, Rona symptoms, they're welcome to come in and use the video because it is away from everything else. And um, it should be interesting. I kind of thought about it. I said, like, everybody's doing these videos that are shot at home and both the music and the the video, the audio and the video just doesn't do them justice because they just don't have the lighting and and we have all the lighting and all the sound here. So why not do it right? It may take a little longer. You know, it's just a matter of, it's an experiment to see if I can actually do that. And if it works, then, you know, we get get some more people in. But let me see what else is going on. Uh, Again, Austin is being very stupid and going back up in in numbers of people being admitted to the hospital. So they're going to have a very serious lockdown, not lockdown, but just go back to 50% capacity instead of 75%. And uh, as you know, we had a little gathering of uh, what what I call the the people who aren't smart enough to understand that uh, the election's over at the Capitol Mm -hmm. and, not only here, but all smaller. I think they had them throughout the United States, but it's. Uh, I think it's it's showing the the. Uh, I call it unorganized crime, simply because they're so unorganized. It's it's going to blow up in their face, and they're going to be really really upset when they they find out that their wives or their girlfriends are going to say, "You don't need to come back if you're going to go out there because this is something that uh, you're you're jeopardizing an entire family," because. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
people are learning right now when the federal government gets into your life, like they say, we are in your life for the rest of your life. And uh, everyone is not so gung-ho now. But uh, uh-huh. back to um, I think that's about it. Uh, we're still shooting the twins down in Mexico. They're getting better and better every interview. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, what else? Let me think. Let me think. I would like to do some videos with them. I'm trying to figure out how we can do that down there without us being down there. And uh, right. and that's really about it. Just get ready for a good another good 2021, and let's see what we can do and see if we can uh, proceed on some of our projects that we have been holding on to. And that's it. I have, a que- I, I have a question for you. Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Um, so you're in touch with all these musicians, you know, that have been on the show or coming on the show and have had all of this time, you know, where they couldn't perform. Do you think that a lot of them have been, you know, as productive as you are putting stuff together and then as soon as things open up, it's going to be really fast with them, you know, getting out there and doing a lot. Do you think that's the case? I personally don't don't think so because Mm. nobody was expecting it to happen. And uh, as you know how I live, I'm always ahead. I always think in the future. So I was already, you know, like the minute that something came up that there was something in China, I was already stocking up. And that was in uh, late December, early January. And then when they said mm-hmm. they actually were going to shut down, I was already ahead of everybody. didn't matter if you swamped out and got all the product out of the stores. I already had it. And uh, But it's uh, – I think the ones that are really, really set up in their own homes, like Michael Longoria, he has his own studio. People that have their own studio and can do stuff like that, yes. People who have just been depending on just going out and doing gigs, No. Uh, it's okay. just tough. It's tough. Yeah. You have to have some kind of a way of keep keeping uh, the creativity flowing. Mm-hmm. And the other thing mm-hmm. is uh, I'm, when you close out, I'm going to close out with a song, Newtown Healing, which I wrote when uh, the uh, children at Sandy Hook in Connecticut at uh, Newtown were uh, murdered. And I feel that this is a, just as dark of a time as that. So that's the song mm-hmm. I'm going to go Features Tomas Ramirez, my brother from another mother who had a stroke and uh, is getting stronger. Mm-hmm. We, I go as much as I can every month, and I'll be seeing him in another couple of weeks. But uh, dedicate this to him and all the musicians that are in the uh, – so take us home. Okay. All right. So thank you, Art. Um, before you knock us off the air, let me tell everybody what's going on next week. Um, next Sunday, January 17th, Dr. Kylie Harris from Melbourne, Australia, is joining us once again from down under. And she, if you missed it last time, she's an independent research psychologist, writer, and activist. And she focuses on existential and spiritual emergency. And she's been working with the indigenous peoples of Australia and climate activists, and she'll be discussing indigenous cultural practices and saving the planet and some of the work that she's been doing on that. And we always have more um, in addition to that, and I'm going to continue tonight's discussion into next week. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and get the information from the show, the website link that 
um, Paula Hopwood gave. Go to my website later tonight, and the podcast and the link and all the information will be there, drmaricartel.com. And you can also hear this podcast in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years, and also on Apple Podcasts. And follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Cartel, Your Golden Years, for new information. This show was produced by Compass Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions. And special thanks to my guest, Paula Hopwood. And, of course, thank you to Art. And thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Stay safe. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. 
Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. 